Welcome to another episode of the On the Clock NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Parson, with my two co-hosts, my boy Eugene Hope and the lovely Shannon Sims. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey. What's going on? What's going on? So we are we got a nice little show for you guys. We're gonna be talking a little bit of uh some some free agents, some free agency, uh kind of impact free agents. We saw a lot of moves go down in the past week. Uh social media was buzzing the with the you know, first off, everybody stay safe out there, practice social distancing. If you've never washed your hands until <laughs> COVID nineteen, please start wash um, your hands. Wash your hands, please. man. Right. Um, and don't buy up all the toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper will please not don't. save you. Um, I don't know what you're gonna. You can't cook with it. Um, nope. I don't you know. know. What I'm I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. You cannot cook with toilet paper, guys. It's not gonna work for you. Uh, so just nope. be, be use common sense. You know what I'm saying? You see anybody mm-hmm. trying to grab a bunch of you know a bunch of things, a bunch of gallons of milk? Ask them. Do you have a deep freezer? If not, you need to put some of that back. Um, exactly. Because it, you're, you're legitimately... I just had to say this because I saw this on social media. Lady had about 12 to 15 gallons of milk. We have to understand... Like, listen, in America, I know, we don't always think the way we should. We panic. Most, majority of the milk, that those gallons of milk have the same expiration date. Gonna go bad, exactly. Meaning mm-hmm. that they're going to go spoiled. So I just want to. I, somebody needs to hear this. You buy those twelve gallons of milk. At least five of them are going to spoil before you even crack mm-hmm. them open. So let's not be greedy. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the elderly people, a lot of young, you know, babies and kids out there that can use that milk and, and different things. Just think about your neighbor. Um, but yeah, everybody stay safe. Wash your hands. All that good stuff. Um, stay clean. But yes. we got to talk about these free agents. Like I said, big time um, impacts because a lot of these moves are going to impact the draft. Um, mm-hmm. You know, going to impact a lot of depth charts and and just the chemistry of everything right now. Especially with, with guys not being able to meet up and and throw have throwing sessions and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and everything like that. Pro days aren't really. Oh, shout out Workouts. to Tua, man! Shout out to Tua. My yeah, boy my Tua man. man looks good right now, and He's I just had back. to throw that out there, man. The man is back. Uh-huh. Joe Burrow, yeah, who? Man, give me, give me Tua, man. <laughs> man. Don't disrespect my Hawaiian brethren. <laughs> I'm African American though, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> we all, we all brothers somehow. <laughs> we all brothers somehow, but yeah, man. So, like I said, it's it, it right now with COVID, it's impacting everything. So, it's a lot of things out there. A lot of different aspects that will be completely altered by these uh, um, big time, and even what we what we would say is kind of smaller um, moves that have been made. Like the our thoughts, the Jets improve their O line. Will that force them to bypass O line in the draft and go get yeah. a receiver? It is so many different things that can that can really uh, kick off. But I want to start off with a guy that was released today, Cam Newton. Cameron Newton, formerly known as Superman. Right now, the past... Super Cam. Yeah, yeah. Super Cam. We've seen <laughs> the Clark Kent version of him the past year and a half. Um, I love how the... One thing I love about the media, um, they, they they like to throw out the little... I see the graphic every time they talk about him. 0-8 in his last eight starts. Let's throw... Let's okay. add something to the graphic. Injured his last eight starts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He was not healthy 
those last eight starts. If you follow him on his YouTube page, he even had he even did a little interview on his YouTube page stating he knew he could not play at the beginning of the 2019 season. But because he was trying to tough it out for his guys, he went mm-hmm. out there. Instead of telling the team, hey, I'm hurt, I can't do this, I need to rest, he went out there and he, re- he, he made the injury worse. And he was out for the Which season. made him look worse. Exactly. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? We we see some other guys out there that I remember a couple, it was a couple years ago, early in Matthew Stafford's career. I can't remember. I don't remember. Oh, it was yeah. the Browns. He got hit. His He couldn't move one arm. He went back in like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to play. I'm going to oh, play. Oh, yeah, he broke his collarbone. Yeah, broke his collarbone. He went in there. He still threw a touchdown pass or whatever the case mm-hmm. He still threw a pass. But still, yeah, Dak, what if he threw a pick six? With, with the, you know what I'm saying? The, with the narrative. That would have been his fault. That's actually, that's, that's actually when he earned my respect. That's when I became too. a Matt Stafford I, fan. Too. Yeah. When oh, I was yeah. watching, I was watching that game. Like, wow. Like, yeah. Okay, I like. I love. Yeah, he's a tough one. I do too. I do too. Like, he's a tough one. Yeah, he's a tough one. But if it went the other way, people would have been like, you know, he should have been on the bench. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how fans and the media are um, just fickle, 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 fickle. Yeah. Oh, I'll, terrible. I'll Oh, terrible! Fickle, man. Yeah, like like when like when Carson when Carson got a concussion uh, in the playoffs, and he he went to the trainers and was like, "Hey, I'm a little woozy." Then they put then they gave him the test for the concussions. This these people over here, these these Eagles fans, are saying, "Oh, he's soft. I would have never went to my trainer, even if I was dizzy. I don't care." I'm That's because like, they never played mm-hmm. football. The game. Yeah. Yeah. Never played like I don't even like that doesn't compare to like um when Jay Cutler was in Chicago riding a bike on a sideline in the NFC Championship game like that's something to really be like really this you know, man but, but was Prince, on the sideline on a yeah. stroll man like, yeah, he was I, just I strolling like on the that. bike that, that was a horrible look but with Wentz really what did you say you know yeah I mean that's your brain took a you helmet play. to the back of his head yeah. like yeah. yeah yeah that's your brain you can't I'm, play around I, with I that. Legit, and I know what you're talking about Eugene because I see uh, we we see it on Facebook I see it on yeah. Instagram and Twitter I saw a lot of people who did not play the game that do not understand I've I've get I, when I was in high school we were part we had like a little group that we called ourselves headhunters where mm-hmm. we went and we laid guys out so I gave headshots and, and I know I yeah, handed I out them. my I took some too I know mm-hmm. I gave a few concussions and I had some myself oh, so yeah. that feeling of getting up and, and kind of just trying to shake it off I'm like all right I'm good and mm-hmm. then you kind of open your eyes and you look around like whoa like why is everybody moving so fast. Right. This ain't right, and then you start walking off <laughs> like this ain't my sideline. Let me turn back around. Nope. Like, <laughs> like it's it's a different feel, and, and uh-huh. it's easy for fans at home to be like, "Hey, you're soft." Like, okay, let put a helmet on. I'm gonna take this hammer mm-hmm. and I'm gonna smack yep. you in the back of the head with it. Tell me how that makes now you. Now let's feel. see how you feel. Your ears mm-hmm. are ringing, <laughs> and now you mm-hmm. can't see. Like, yeah, it's like that. Now you want to throw up because you you you're nauseous. It's like now you so, dizzy and nauseous. It's just fans. People are fickle, but like I said, yeah. with Cam Newton, man, you know, coming, you know, he's now coming off of a second injury. The first injury, the shoulder. The Panthers did not handle it right. You know, he should have. Cam Cam should have had that that surgery, probably shortly after he got hurt. Uh-huh. Instead, the Panthers held him out. Cam didn't get his. Cam didn't have the surgery maybe to a couple months before training camp. He didn't start throwing until right before training camp. I was at training camp where they would pull him out of reps 
and Cam was kind of like on the pitch count. And that was, to me, that was one of the main things that bugged me. And I was just like, it's his, it's his shoulder. This should not mm-hmm. have been played with like yeah. that. He, not should, have, he yeah. should have been able to rest the entire offseason. Then mm-hmm. he re-injures it. They, they're six and two. The, you know, they, he comes back. I think it was a twenty eighteen. They are six mm-hmm. and two. He's playing quiet. The most efficient, they were quietly, right? Yeah. Exactly, most efficient mm-hmm. football of his career. And I'm just as a Cam fan, I'm happy to see because nobody can say anything negative. Now, I, mm-hmm. I'm not hearing, oh, he's inaccurate. He's a bad decision. I'm not hearing these things. He's mm-hmm. he's playing at a high level, and his team is winning games. And it took one hit in that Pittsburgh Steeler game from T.J. Watt. Helmet the shoulder to re-injure the shoulder, and he was all not downhill the same. from there. It was mm-hmm. all downhill. So now, and like I said, last year with the foot. Now we're like, okay, the Panthers. Hey, it is what it is. They they knew that they were going to release Cam this whole entire time. They knew that they could mm-hmm. if they couldn't trade him, they were going to get get rid of him. Um, oh yeah. You got a new coaching staff. You know, you know, new owner, all this stuff like that. They they're trying to get what they want in there. They want mm-hmm. their guy. So they starting fresh. Right yeah. now, Cam is an impact player still to this day. I'm and I don't care what anybody wants to tell me. Mitchell Trubisky still has a job in the NFL. Ryan Fitzpatrick Hello. has a job in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not trying to hear it, baby. I'm I'm really not. Derek Carr. <laughs> Has a job in the NFL. Like, don't stop doing that to Derek. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't do. He ain't do a daggone thing. <laughs> hey, listen, it's a lot of guys. You understand? Marcus Mariota just got signed to a one year. I'm just saying, like, and he lost his job to Ryan Tannehill. I'll say mm-hmm. this. I'll, I'll say this. I think that the Panthers played it bad as far as being able to get somebody to want to trade for Cam mm-hmm. because. If I look at, like, the Ravens and Joe Flacco, the biggest reason why, like, you people can say what they want. Joe Flacco got hurt, and that's why he got benched or however you want to look at it. That's why Lamar came in. Mm -hmm. And even when Joe Flacco was healthy enough to come back in, it didn't make sense to play him because it would have affected whether or not we could have traded him or not, right? And I think reports came out really early about the Joe Flacco trade. Like, that wasn't something that lingered on into the you know the new league season or anything like that like it happened maybe january february you know something really really early in the off season and i was surprised by that but i think not playing joe helped us to get the the draft pick that we got for him i think that the panthers hurt themselves because really i can lowball you as far as trading for him and if Mm -hmm. i don't give you what you want in the end you're going to release him so i can get him off the street and not have to lose a draft pick I think they hurt themselves of how they handled Cam. It's because they could have probably. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure if Joe Flacco can get traded for Cam Newton can get traded for. <laughs> right. But when exactly. when you sign, but when you sign Teddy Bridgewater and you put it out there that he can go look for a trade, like why? What I'm going to offer you? Why would I offer you anything like a third or a fourth or a fifth? I'm go ahead. You you I, you played your hand. I'm playing mine. Let's see how that go. Yeah, everybody and their mama knew they was going to cut Cam. Right. Like yeah. they knew. Like soon. Like even before all the trade stuff came out, it like it. Like, you could tell, like, okay, they're moving in another direction. Mm-hmm. Cam is out of there. I mean, Cam knew it. They knew it. And, like, once all the, once all that he can seek a trade, that was just his agent, like, get whatever you can. I mean, they probably would have, like, people, they probably was getting offers, like, you know, I'll give you a five or a six or something yeah. like that. They probably was getting mm-hmm. terrible offers. Yeah. And, and they said just... the ask, their asking price was too high. And so it's like. Oh, yeah. Price they probably said... wanted a one or something like that. Exactly. You. You show your hand, like mm-hmm. the Panthers are bad at poker. You show your hand, mm-hmm. 
and then you want to raise like, oh no, I'm gonna right. raise at this, like, but I know that you can't win this hand, like, okay, right. that's exactly. fine, that's fine, like, it just is what it is. So for yeah. me, I, I, like you said, and you look at, for example, the Patriots, the Colts tried, the Col- the Colts called the Patriots to say, hey, you want Brian Hoyer, and Bill Belichick is like, no, and <laughs> so they cut him. He's like, all right, Brian Hoyer, come on. <laughs> So, yeah, it's just like, exactly. it's just like, like I'm, I'm not, not trade. I'm not trading for you, but I'll bring I'm not you giving you a pick. Like I'm not. Yeah. I, you're All going right. to cut him. So yes, the reports were the Bears said no. We don't want him. We're going to get Nick Foles. Okay, and now mind you, I get it. With with COVID, you cannot do your own physicals. But with the like with the Tampa Bay Bucks, them and Brady agreed to a neutral doctor doing his physical. That's mm-hmm. really all you have to do. Put a clause in the contract. Say, hey, right. that you, you're, you're, that neutral doctor says you're healthy. Now you come in and our doctor check you out. Okay, you're not healthy. Cool, we're cutting you, and it doesn't cost you a thing. But mm-hmm. there you go. With Cam Newton, I'm, and they said the Chargers were not interested. And I said this on social media. I truly believe now that he's a free agent, I think the team that probably is going to go get him, I think it's going to be the Chargers. Probably the Chargers. I, yeah. I know that Anthony Lynn. You know, in companies, you want some mobile cool. quarterback? Yeah, he has. You know, he got T-Mobile, right? He got Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. But if I can have Cam Newton over Tyrod Taylor, why wouldn't I? Mind you, Cam exactly. Newton is also a veteran. Uh, he's a great teammate, a veteran leader in the locker room. Because mm-hmm. I live in the Carolinas, so I pay very close attention to them. Kyle Allen even said when. That Cal, that uh, Cam Newton was always around the facility, helping him get ready for game day. As trash mm. as Kyle Allen is, like yeah. Cam Newton was helping this man week after week get ready. So mm-hmm. you can't tell me that, and that's the part that nobody <clears throat> talked about. That's not what the media wanted to paint. They didn't tell everybody that hey, Cam Newton is out there helping his guy and, and helping his backup get right. prepared to to at least try and win games and keep the team winning. So I think the Chargers. I talk about an impact free agent signing. I whether it's a one year or two year deal, I think mm-hmm. they go after Cam. I think they go after Cam. But the question I raise to to the both of you should if they go after Cam, say it's a two year deal, should they use their first round pick on a quarterback? No, probably not. Because I mean, the only the only question with Cam is his health. And if you can if you can verify his health, then you got you you good for the next what two three years even even beyond that. So it's no guarantee that your your first round pick is even going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, if you if you just looking at Cam as a short term uh, band aid, then yeah, go ahead draft one. But I'm guessing. But again, with Cam, he's what like he's, is he barely even thirty yet? I think he, maybe, I mean, he might be just turned thirty. He should be just turning thirty. Now he's not yeah. that old. Yeah. No, so, yeah, I mean he still got, yeah, he still got some juice. So he's I a say, seventy-five, and he just got fifty million dollars. I mean, yeah, Tom, <laughs> Tom just turned sixty-six. Oh, you know, Tom, Tom pushing the hundred. So yeah. <laughs> it just is what it is. So yeah, Tom like, long as Cam, long as Cam arm don't fall off, he good. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. As long as Cam can stay healthy, and that's why for me. If you sign Cam to a two or three year deal, I don't think you use that first round pick on the quarterback. What I think you do is look at the issue on your team. Even when you had Stone Feet Philip Rivers back there, your mm-hmm. offensive line was bad. No matter how right. mobile 
T-Mobile or Cam Newton is, you need to get yourself an offensive lineman. Get one of those top guys. You're picking six. Now, mm-hmm. I will say this. The only way I draft a quarterback is if it's Tua. If Tua somehow falls to six, I pull that trigger. I do hey, one of the, Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. did it in a heartbeat. That's the only I was look I was looking at the, the Jordan Loves and the Jacob Easons and all them. I'm like, no. No, I, I mean, no. You, I mean, I know that they're high on. I know Jordan Love is high on a lot of different draft boards, but still, no, I'm good. Um, I, yeah. And I love Jordan Love, you know, no pun intended. But, um, <laughs> but no, I'm not doing it. You know, I would rather, if it's not Tua, I'd rather get, whether it's Makai Becton, whether it's Jared Dredgett Wills. I was thinking. You know, if, if Tristan works, I'd rather get someone that can protect my quarterback, if that's, okay. whether it's T-Mobile or Cam Newton, and, of course, help the running game. You got Austin Eckler. You have Justin Jackson, two young, mm-hmm. capable running backs to give yourself mm-hmm. a, 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 two, a, a two-headed monster in a rotation. Yep. Um, and, and not to mention, they just signed a – they will have a two-tight end set if everything works out well. They signed a tight end uh, from XFL, six foot eight, 230, 40-plus pounds, Donald Parham. Mm. Yeah. A very – Athletic and capable tight end. Yeah, so you Darrell pair him. Get him. I listen. I I wanted someone to sign him because Darrell was one who told me to to check him out. I think when he was on the Seattle Dragons, and I I started watching him. I was like, Yo, this kid can play. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, Man, like he in a tight end league, he should be in the league right now. So mm-hmm. which is why I'm, I'm happy the XFL existed and hopefully it continues to exist because it gives guys like that a shot on national mm-hmm. televised um, programming to show the world, hey, I can play, and not NFL evaluators like, hey, I want that guy on my team at least yeah. to try and battle in training camp. So, like I said, you know, it's so many different things. This team, that offense, when I think of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler, Hunter Henry. You got weapons there. You got yeah. weapons there. And, 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 you know what else, Lee, and you know what else makes sense? Because, because they seem like they like Tyrod so much. Tyrod and Cam can do similar things. Yep. So if you bring in Cam and you have Tyrod, whatever your offense is going to be, it's going to be. Still you don't have to really, yeah. yeah, you don't have to change anything. You don't have to change anything. And having Tyrod and having Cam, let's just say Cam isn't – like you don't have to rush Cam is my point. No. You can let him yeah. get healthy, do what he have to do. Even Great if he point. comes back mid, mid-season, I think they would still be in good shape. So I think the Chargers are the best place for him. But I also yeah. think that depending on what Bill wants to do, I think that the Patriots could be a good look for him as well yeah. um, because that would be something th- something different from what they're used to as far as what the quarterback can bring. Yeah. They can have a really spread out offense. They use different running backs and with what Cam can do. I think that that would be a good thing as well. But it really just depends on what Bill wants to do with the Patriots this year. Like, do you want to tank to possibly get a, a quarterback next year? You know, I, I'm I'm in, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with the Patriots next year. Yeah, I, I do y'all really say, like Jared Stidham? Listen, right. I, one one thing I always, as a former running back, I could tell you right now, mm-hmm. there's a difference when you have a more pocket passer leading the offense, and when you can go into that shotgun, that mm-hmm. that that pistol set, and start running those read options. The, that that RPO that the the look from a running back perspective it opens more holes because mm-hmm. when you see whether it's Sony Michelle or or Damian Harris from from right. Alabama if you got big six foot five two hundred fifty five pound Cam back there and he puts the ball in their belly and that mm-hmm. he's reading that in those linebackers are like okay mm, I don't right. know who I can't 
I got to make a choice. I'm going for the yeah. running back. Cam's right. 40 mm-hmm. yards downfield now. Exactly. Okay, next time I'm taking Cam. Sonny Michelle's 20 yards downfield. It opens right. things up. So, yep. and if Bill, and there's been a lot of reports that Bill, his next quarterback, he wanted to be more mobile. mobile. So we'll see. Right. We'll see. Right. I mean, Jared Stidham is not a, he's not Tom Brady, but he's got a little mobility to him, but he's not mm-hmm. extremely he's not mobile. Cam. Yeah, he's not Cam. You know, and, you know, nor is, nor is he Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just right. saying, exactly. he's not those guys. So, we, you know, it's a, I, I look at also, I mean, I know they got Mariota, Oakland. Like, mm. I truly believe they can't behind. That offensive line is pretty good over there. Not Oakland, sorry, yeah. Las Vegas now. Uh, that oh. offensive line is pretty good <laughs> that, that the Raiders have. And then also when you factor in, that running back they have with Josh Jacobs and yeah. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro yep. to be his slot machine. They could use that first-round pick on the receiver. Mm-hmm. They have two fresh round picks. First off, so yeah. they can get them another receiver, um, and, and they can do so many different things. And I think they can continue to improve their defense. They can fight and battle hard head to head with that Chiefs t- team, who I think will look a little different if they depends on how everything goes contract wise with the rest of their guys. Yeah. I mean, you never know what could happen. So I mean, I think Cam yeah. Newton could be a. He, I think Cam Newton could have a really big impact. Whoever he ch- he chooses, not just mm-hmm. from my own field aspect of of what he will bring to the to the field, but it's like, hey, what do we do with our first round pick? Mm-hmm. Do we do we go and draft a quarterback, or do we say, hey, you know what? I'm good. I'm good where we are. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he he still yeah he still changes the franchise because mm-hmm. you got because with Cam you gotta make the investment. You're not looking at him as just some type of journeyman quarterback, this is a legit starting quarterback in right. the NFL when you're, when, when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can, if you take him on, you're going to build your team around him. You're going to build your offense around him and not just for one year. Mm-hmm. So I, so he, yeah, wherever he goes, whether it's the chargers, well, and I do believe John Gruden probably thinks he's a quarterback away. So he probably is going to kick the tires on Cam to see, but more than likely he probably goes to the chargers and chart they probably they want to win now. So I doubt I doubt they're probably gonna take Cam. They're gonna invest in protecting him mm-hmm. and getting him weapons and they're gonna go from there. Cause Cam is a, Cam changes your franchise by signing him, you instantly convert to win now mode. You have mm-hmm. to win now yeah. for him. So whatever quarterback is looking to get to the Super Bowl next year, that's who's gonna sign Cam. And I that's and I think that's that's the way that you need to make it. Regardless of what at the end of the day, and the, and the the Panthers didn't do a great job protecting him up front. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we and, and not in the league didn't do a good job protecting him. I remember uh, th- that game. I think it was maybe opening opening uh, opening night against the Broncos. He was taking headshots, like mm-hmm. he threw the ball, let the ball go, and legit a defender launched himself into his helmet, nearly knocked him out. And I'm just like, what are the referees doing? You know, mm-hmm. what, like you got to protect. Your quarterbacks, right? Like, yeah. so it's, it's it, it was a lot of things that could have went differently for Cam. But I think I believe in Cam. I believe in his abilities. Yeah, no, is he the most accurate quarterback? No, no, he's not. Like, but is everybody that everybody is all thirty-two quarterbacks? Are no, all 30, no, they're not. No, <laughs> so it is what it is, man. Like, yeah. people are too hard 
on certain players, and, and mm-hmm. that's and Cam is one of them. Cam is one of the most they nit, they disrespected. Pl- yeah, he's one of the most disrespected players in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and um, part of it is because you know Cam is painted out to be a diva. They see mm-hmm. him celebrating on the field and all of that. And you know they always gonna go back to this to the ball he didn't jump on in the Super Bowl and all of that. It's is how is how the media depicts him, and then fans want to pick apart his game. Mm-hmm. And the it, point it, is, it yeah. The point is, like, is he a quarterback that you can win with? The answer yeah. is yes. Yeah, and that's definitely. all that matters. That's all that matters. Let, let's let's kick some tires on some of these other guys here. Um, like I said, we talk about impact guys, like especially for us, as, you know, looking towards the draft. Some of, there's a lot of moves that. We're able to that we're going to be able to look at when we come to the draft and say, "Hey, like that signing in free agency, that is probably why they went this direction or didn't go this direction." So let's I'm gonna throw out a couple teams here. Um, I mean, we talked about this last week. The Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals went out, of course, and getting you know finessing completely finessing the Texans mm-hmm. to get DeAndre Hopkins, but not just that. They went ahead and they put a transition tag on on Kenyon Drake, you look, and then they brought in a one year deal for eight and a half million. Devondre Campbell, a, a solid linebacker, because they needed some linebacker help. When you look at the impact, that means that they can go offensive line in the draft. They can protect Kyler. They don't have to mm-hmm. worry about hey, we need to get another receiver for him or another receiving weapon. They can go Kyler or Isaiah Simmons, or if they want to go, they, they can go best player available. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of kind of what we're looking at with these with these um, with these moves. I mean, look at uh, uh, let's talk about the the Falcons really quickly. The Falcons made a lot of moves. They were very busy in free agency. Whether you know the, the trade for Hayden Hurst, they signed mm-hmm. uh, Todd Gurley for the one year deal. They brought they in Devontae. Yep, they got rid of Devontae Adams of Devontae mm-hmm. Freeman. Sorry, but mm-hmm. um, and then they brought in Dante Fowler. What? What kind of impact do you guys think that will have on their plans heading into the draft, bringing in Dante Fowler? Well, I mean, it's more of the same for them. They like the, the smaller, faster uh, pass rushers. So Dante Fowler fits that mold of what, mm-hmm. what they want to do exactly. And uh, bringing in Ty Gurley, you know, he just uh, – he he's going to give you more than – he's still got a little bit left in the tank. He's going to give you more than what Devontae Freeman was was giving you because he was a, a declining player as well. Um, yeah, and 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 uh, yeah, and they made a trade for uh, Hayden what's his Hurst. name? Who? Yeah, mm-hmm. they made a trade, and then now you got now you got an actual weapon uh, for another weapon for Matt Ryan, and then you're assuming the uh, a step forward with Calvin Ridley and Julio's going to be Julio. Mm-hmm. It's it they're 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 keeping on they're keeping up with their same model that's that's going on. They they got younger, they got re- they basically they re- replaced the underachieving Vic Beasley with Dante Fowler. Mm-hmm. So they're they're True. keeping on, they're they're staying they're staying uh they're staying competitive and they probably got their sights set on that division. Yeah, I was gonna say, um I think that with the moves they've made so far in the draft, they're probably gonna focus more on cornerbacks, linebackers, safeties. Um, because pretty much their offense, I'm not saying it's set. I mean, everybody's team could probably use a piece here and there. But for the most part, they don't need to really go out and do too much more in free agency on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at the moves they made defensively, it was all up front. So when the draft comes, you worry about the middle, you worry about the back. Um, I think it's really like that division is going to be one of the most interesting divisions to see mm-hmm. play out next season. Well, mm-hmm. this season, however you want to call it, because – 
you can make a case for every team besides the Panthers right now because we don't know what they're doing. Um, but I think right now with the moves that they've made, you can tell by the draft they're going to focus on the, the middle and the back of their defense. Yeah, defense for them, I mean, like you said, their offense is loaded. Calvin, Julio, Hayden. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people do not believe Todd Gurley has much left. I believe he still can make plays for that team um, mm-hmm. with Todd Gurley. Their offensive line, to me, you know, healthy. I think their offensive line is, is, is going to be a good one this season. Uh, with oh, those two rookies coming back, uh, Caleb McGarry having a full off season to be yeah. healthy and, and, of course, in the weight program, get stronger because he's already a strong guy. But just remaining healthy. Um, and, and Chris Lindstrom, the right guard that they drafted, they have James Carpenter at the left guard. Their offensive line, to me, is set. And then, mm-hmm. you, you, like I said, you look at, you know, having they brought in uh, Laquan Chertwell, eh, whatever. Um, yeah. I don't really – yeah, uh, I'm I'm trying to be positive when I talk about other players, but I'm just not going to say much about him. Um, you know, he he, he can say, be a fourth. Can't say nothing life. Don't say nothing at all. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying to turn over. A, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf here. Um, but Farewell is trash. I'll say it for you. <laughs> See, I mean, and this was this guys. I was trying not to go there, but um, <laughs> that's why that's why he's my partner on the podcast. I was trying not to go there. Man, garbage um, man pick Laquan Trewell up every Friday. He, he's going to be their fourth their fourth option, if that fourth and fifth in my opinion. Uh, but still, I mean, when you look at the offense; they have enough weapons to score thirty to thirty-two mm-hmm. points a game. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is going to be the problem? They released their their well, former starting corner. Um, I forgot the guy's name now. Oh God! Oh, Desmond Trufant. Yeah, yeah Trufant. Yes, they they released him, and now they had, like you said, they have a hole at corner. They need to mm-hmm. find a corner, and of course, mm-hmm. they they're picking top fifteen. C.J. Henderson should be available. A.J. Terrell will mm-hmm. be available. Mm-hmm. There will mm-hmm. be guys there that they can that they can go after. They signed right. the, a move. I, so I initially thought they would go D line, but getting Tyler Davidson. As well as Dante Fowler, really, like you said, Shannon, helps that in t- helps the D line, helps up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put that Tyler Davidson beside Grady Jarrett, then you put Dante Fowler, who can get you anywhere from six to eight sacks a season. That's mm-hmm. really yeah. all you need. You don't need. I'm not saying you don't need to have a 15 sack guy. Every team mm-hmm. could use a 15 sack guy. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, if you, as long as you can get to the passer, create mm-hmm. pressure, force mm-hmm. turnovers, that's really all you need. So, right. and, they, and, they, and that's what they, that's what I think they can do. I think they can do that with this D line that they have. I was yeah, they price. Yeah. about Todd Gurley as well. This is really a a prove it year for him, mm-hmm. right? Because last season, a lot of people was like, "Is it his knees? Is he still injured? We don't know." They're off a couple of times. Terrible. A couple of times on um, Speak for Yourself, I've heard like Wally say, "Todd Gurley is saying to him, I'm good. Like I'm good. I'm good. Like he was telling everybody he was good.'" So we're going to see if he's really good, if his knees are really good, because um, I'm pretty sure the Falcons are going to want to use him as a number one back. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I hope every I, I like Todd Gurley. I really I couldn't too. tell what was going mm-hmm. on last year. I was hoping that it really wasn't the injury because that just sounded like it hurt, and I would hate for that to happen to him. Um, but we'll see really, really this year. Is it his knees? Is he washed? Is Or, or was they using him wrong with the Rams? Yeah, and and then shout and shout out to Ty Gurley's agent too, because the Rams are still paying him, and mm-hmm. he's getting paid by the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. he's getting that's seven point five and six point five mm-hmm. next year. So shout out to his agent. Yeah, another thing him. with the yeah, another thing with the uh, Falcons, they probably 
that defensive line, they probably still counting on Tack McKinley to give them something too. So yeah. they're kind of they're kind of full at at the defensive end position. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can they they can go defense. Uh, you know, like you said, they can go defensive line in maybe you know in the later rounds, round four or five, right. things like that. Right. They don't have to worry about it first you know, with their first round pick. They need nope. to show up that secondary because you're go- think about the receivers you're facing. You're facing mm-hmm. Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Then you flip to Carolina. Not only, mind you, not only do they have the two young studs over there with DJ Moore, mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel. Then they bring in Robbie Anderson. Just now Robbie. you and then you look over there in Tampa, and it's like, okay, well, at least Mike we Evans. know we can get a couple picks off Jameis. Well, Jameis is gone. Now you got mm-hmm. Mike Evans, and the problem that you really need to worry about is OJ Howard with Tom Brady back there because Tom Brady loves his tight end. So mm-hmm. when he has an actual, t- that's a tight end that the Patriots tried to get last year. Think about that mm-hmm. now. Bill Belichick knew this is a guy that Tom Brady wants. Tom Brady went to the exact same team with that with that exact same player. With that guy. Because mm-hmm. you know, I expect a big year out of O.J. Howard. If they, oh, yeah. if they keep Tom Brady upright, O.J. Howard is going to benefit better than anyone else in that offense. So mm-hmm. you need to sure up that, that defense when it comes down to the secondary because they, they have some young corners, but they're not ready to be baptized by fire with the guys that they have to face week in and week out in that division. So um, I'm going to tell you another team that made some impact moves. The Buffalo Bills. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills. I'm, I'm going to run off a couple uh, a couple moves they made. They went out and, and brought in uh, Mario, Ad- Mario Addison, defensive end, three-year, $30 million deal, who has played for um, their head coach in Carolina. As well, so they brought in Quentin Jeffs. They wanted to beef up that defensive line, um, mm-hmm. and of course, Josh Norman knows that system as well. We talked about that weeks ago, mm-hmm. but of course, the, the the move that was made midweek last week, Stephon Diggs, the trade mm-hmm. for Stephon Diggs was so to me it was so paramount for them to go and grab a receiver. Now, mind you, I preferred them going. To, Josh Allen is still not the most accurate quarterback. You might want to grab a guy that can go up there and get the ball for him mm-hmm. um, when he because against your Ravens and in, in a in a highly competitive game, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills could have been up 14-0 early. He missed about three deep bombs that he overthrew. Mm-hmm. Bring it down, big fella. Bring it down. Mm-hmm. Like let your receivers have a moment to go after the football. But mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs is a guy that. He could throw quick screens too. He could throw that quick slant too. He could throw mm-hmm. those quick hitters that can mm-hmm. then turn into a forty-yard play. We know yeah. what Stephon Diggs is capable of. He is a playmaker, and that's something yep. that they needed. John Brown, a deep threat. Cole Beasley has good speed, and he's extremely elusive and quick. He's that underneath option route guy. And now you have a guy that kind of can win at all three levels. I still mm-hmm. think that they may go receiver later on in the draft, but th- that to me. That is a big, I mean, Grant, they give up a first, but that's a big time impact and full move because yeah. you want mm-hmm. to upgrade your offense. Yeah. yeah. And it makes yeah. sense because right now that division is so, you know, wide open. Like it's no, no it's guarantee. It's not, it's not, not, it's not guaranteed the Patriots are going to win it. I mean, we're looking at the, the moves the Dolphins made. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jets, like we said last week, they were quietly with what they did last year. I think the Bills made some good moves where that's another division that's going to be really competitive. Um, and I'm not counting out the Patriots, but I really do think that that's going to be a competitive um, division. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I think that Stephon Diggs is a great addition to that team. 
with everything they're doing and what he can bring to the table, I can't see anything wrong with what they've done. Yeah, like what Stefan did, he what he does is he brings space to that offense. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you're going to see John Brown be able to get deep more because not everybody's looking for him. Right. All the defense is shifted towards Stefan. And, and it's going to create more running lanes for uh, Devin Singletary, both mm-hmm. in the run game and the passing game. And and it's going to help Josh Allen out too because he now now he's like okay I got a legit number one read where I can just drop back three steps and he's going to be open I can get rid of his ball real quick and he just he cannot think so much he can he can uh, he can go faster in his progression because he know his guys are going to get open for him now so it, it it's gonna it's, it, it it helps the entire offense out and and it's going to help Josh Allen in his progression mainly that's the most important thing. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, and, and and to flip it to the draft, they gave up a first, they gave up a, a first, a fourth for next year, a fifth and sixth this year. A lot of people said, man, that's four picks for one receiver. Mind you, they still have a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, two sixths. They had a lot mm-hmm. of draft picks. So giving up some of that late equity doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. you still have picks in the later rounds. I would give yeah. it up too. Plus, you got to think about it from a salary cap aspect. If you kept all those picks and drafted all those players, you got to pay all those players. So yeah. Yeah. it kind of helps your cap room, cap space at the same time. But for them, I think with their second, they're, they're picking in the second round. I think they will honest, honestly, I truly believe they'll probably grab. I could see them grabbing another, either another receiver, or I think they will go pass rusher uh, in in the, in the second round. I think that to uh, to upgrade that pass rush because at the end of the day now. There's no Tom Brady. I tell you, I'm, I'm, I feel so bad for Jared Stidham because with the terrible weapons that they have, uh, oh, that he boy. has to deal with, he's going to see a lot of blitzing. That's the only thing I'm going to tell you right now. They Young fella, they're coming after you. So, I mm-hmm. mean, the Buffalo Bills are primed to take the, the, the battle for this for this division along yeah. with the Jets who are making moves. But another team that I am very impressed with what they've done, the Denver Broncos. John Elway, I got to give it to him. I've criticized John Elway for some years now. He bought his championship. He bought his championship. He bought Peyton Manning and Aki Tlaib Mm -hmm. and DeMarcus Mm -hmm. Square. He bought their championship. But Mm -hmm. now, you know, you think about what he's been able to do. Drew Locke, I think, is the truth. I think Drew Locke is going to be their quarterback for the future. And they believe believe that. Now, let's run through some of the moves that they made in this offseason. Recently, they just brought in Melvin Gordon to kind of give that power running game along with the speed. Uh, they bring the thunder to the lightning of, um, of Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. Uh-huh. So that's a nice little two-year deal, 16 mil. Um, they went out and, and or they, they signed um, to a, 40, a four-year deal, Graham Glasgow, nice offensive, uh, nice offensive guard to help with the interior O-line. They, of course, we knew that they traded for A.J. Bouye from the Jaguars because they yep. lost Chris Harris. But the move that I really love so much, but I don't even understand why in the world it happened, Jarrell Casey from the Tennessee mm. Titans. Mm. Shannon, he was a game wrecker against, against your Ravens. He was mm-hmm. plugging that interior, stopping those interior runs. He's mm-hmm. a big physical freak inside, and he's quick enough to rush the passer as well. And for a team, now you think about what that does for Von Miller. Von Miller's lined up like, like oh, man, like mm-hmm. I really I like that because now he could two-gap, and that right. forces that forces that, that those interior guys to focus on him 
and try to stop him, and that gives mm-hmm. me one on one again. That gives mm-hmm. me some 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 movement. I can make some moves and become because Von Miller kind of disappeared. We didn't even talk about Von Miller at yeah. all last year, mm-hmm. right? I so think he I went a couple of weeks. He went a couple of weeks and didn't have a sack or something. I think I remember that being Listen, a topic at one point. It, it just I forgot he was in the league. I yeah. forgot yeah. this man was in the league. So now we can see a, a re, uh, resurrection of uh, of Von Miller. So I really like what the Broncos have done in this offseason. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, I like Drew Locke, and I really, I really like Cortland Sutton. I like him. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to just take another step with a with the quarterback. That two headed monster at running back is going to be good because Melvin Gordon is good in the passing game as well. He's mm-hmm. he's a decent receiver, mm-hmm. and they are probably going to add another receiver in the draft. I mean, you hear it, like most of the mocks got them taking Henry Ruggs, so you add that speed element to what Cortland Sutton does. That's that that just gives them like a whole a ton of more offense mm-hmm. to work with. So yeah, they're um they're they're definitely on the on the come up. I was gonna say you have to also look at what division teams are in. Like I know a lot of the times with the AFC North, we build our teams the same way. You know, defensively, then you might have some offense things. You have to go off what everybody do because you have to play your deep your, your 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 division a couple of times a year. When I look at the Broncos, I mean. You look at the Chiefs in that division, right? So mm-hmm. the one thing about the Chiefs, and I, I can tell you from the Ravens playing them twice with Mahomes there, you have to keep him off the field. So if you can run the ball and yeah. eat up time, I think that you have a good chance of beating the Chiefs. Now, don't get don't get it twisted because we've seen them scoring bunches. So we know mm-hmm. that he doesn't need much time to score and, and to get his team up. But that's a good way to keep them off the field and to keep them from scoring. So I think that they will be able to eat up more time against, like, the Chiefs, things like that. Their defense is going to be a lot better. They'll be able to get after Pat Mahomes if they need to. Mm -hmm. Um, Any other quarterback that might be for the Raiders or even with – we don't know who's going to be on the – I mean, the Chargers, right? Yeah, the Chargers. So, I think they made a lot of good moves. Again, another interesting division to see because I don't – I mean, you already give it to the Chiefs, but depending on who goes to the Chargers, depending on what other moves the Broncos make, depending on what other moves the Raiders make, that could be another division to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Great point, Shannon. That's a great point. Um, and, and lastly, before we jump to uh, kind of uh, to our running back fits for the uh, the top fifteen running backs in this draft class, let's talk. I want to talk. Stick with the AFC East with the the uh, Miami Dolphins. We talked about them before, but the Miami Dolphins made a ton of moves. They had a lot of money. They bought everybody. Yeah, they, yeah. they legit bought their entire team. I just, and I just I didn't even see this, but so. They also, I mean, I can look at it right now. From the Patriots roster, they have, which is one of your guys, uh, Camus Gruger Hill, who was a Gruger Hill, yeah, yeah, Gruger Hill. He was a, he was an Eagle. He started out mm-hmm. with the Patriots with Brian mm-hmm. Flores on that defense. So Brian Flores already knows him. He brought in um, Landon Roberts as well at linebacker. Then he brings in Kyle Van Noy at linebacker. He also goes to a division, uh, one, a former division rival, or division rival, the Buffalo Bills, and takes Shaq Lawson. And, um, and then he goes and gets Ted Karras, who was our starting center uh, this year, uh, you know, because our center was out hurt. He goes and gets Eric Flowers, who was actually pretty good at guard for the Washington Redskins for the most uh-huh. part. Yeah. They made up. They made a lot of. Of course, we all know Byron Jones, the big, the big mm-hmm. money guy. They brought right. Emmanuel Agba. They made a lot of. They spent a lot of money, but they spent mm-hmm. it in quality areas and areas yeah. of need. 
One thing yeah. I always think about going into the draft is I, I never want to go into the draft. You ever you ever went walked into a fast food place and you're really hungry? Mm-hmm. That's what you don't do in the NFL draft. You don't walk into Give me the NFL one of draft everything. with mm-hmm. a ton of holes. You do not because then you're looking at with your first round pick. You got you have so many players on the board. You're like I have so many holes to fill. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love what Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins did because they they cleaned up some of their issues and they right. he, he focused on the offensive line, getting some guys that especially Ted Garris. He knows Ted Garris. And a guy that I think with his coaching style can help Eric Flowers because Eric Flowers was a talented guy, but just mentally he wasn't there. He didn't perform. Um, But, you know, getting shipped away from New York seems to have been a good thing for him. And, and okay, Kyle Van Noy and the rest of those guys he brought in, this, those are impact. All of those moves to me are big impact moves for the Dolphins because now Mm -hmm. they can truly, they have three first round picks. They're at what? They're at pick five. Um, Mm -hmm. They know for a fact if they want Tua, they're going to have to go up and get Tua so go the Chargers or someone else doesn't go up and get Tua. Especially, got after, the ammo he to do tweet, it too. especially after he tweets out that, that video showing, hey, my hip is fine. Like, I'm good mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that's just a, this is a, this is just a little taste. This is a, the tip of the iceberg, baby. Just a little bit. I'm going to give you a little tease of what I'm capable of right mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. if they decide to go get Tua, they could use – to the, uh, it won't even take all three first round picks, honestly. No, it won't. It'll take their fir- it'll take a first, couple, a second, you know, third. Stuff yeah, because like yeah, because you're going from like what? What were they? Six? Five to two. Five, five, yeah, five to two, five I'm to three. Maybe three first round picks to move up two spots. Like, I'm no, not, not at all. Guys. Absolutely no. not. But it it allows them to like I keep saying they got to ice the cake. That's it. They, they yeah. have everything. They made. They made the cake. The cake is nice and fluffy, and they just got to ice the baby, ice yeah. that cake, man. Because now, if you make the right moves in this first round, you can legitimately say we have a shot, right, to, to win and own this division. Yeah, yeah. And when you look at uh, Miami, I like. I see what they're doing on defense. They're adding. They added so much team speed on defense because you got Xavier Howard on one side, you got Byron Byron Jones on the other side, and like, and they signed uh, Eric Rowe uh, to an extension. And Eric Rowe, yeah, he's at safety. The quarterback uh, came out in 2015 draft. I thought he always should have been a safety. He's Mm -hmm. still another six foot, six foot cornerback, 200 pounds, runs a four four. They got a whole bunch of taller, faster guys in their secondary, and they still got uh, what's his name? Is, do they still have Kiko Alonso? No, they probably got rid of him. No, he's with the Saints. I think no, they got. I think he's gone. Yeah, he's with the Saints. Yeah, he's gone. But they got uh, Grugier Hill, who's a Four he won a start. Guy. Yeah, Four he won guy. a starting linebacker job here in Philly. Mm-hmm. Only thing, only reason what happened to him, he he got he got injured. But he's a six two two thirty. Four 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 five uh converted safety playing linebacker, so he can cover and he can tackle. You you adding a whole bunch of team speed on defense with and with with Brian Flores and what the the aggressiveness that he teaches. Mm-hmm. You add the speed and the aggressiveness. You got a tough defense, and you got Devontae Parker, and you got uh a draft steal and what's his name Paul Pre- Williams, uh, Preston Williams, Preston Williams. Preston Williams, yeah, he's a steal. They got a, they got two of those guys on the outside. They they they're building something in in, in Miami. They they're not going to be a laughing stock for long. Yeah, 
I think that they did a lot of good things um, with their pickups this offseason because you can tell they're solely focused on defense, mm-hmm. which means that they don't have to reach early or late mm-hmm. defensively because technically you could say they're set. Now, can they obviously pick somebody else? Of course. But it makes more sense to build your defense because you don't even have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So there's no point of getting or paying all this money to a running back or a wide receiver or a tight end when I don't even know who my quarterback is going to be. Exactly. So let me let me focus on my defense. Let me shore this up because without a defense, you're not winning the championship. Not so I think the Dolphins did a lot of good things. And like we were saying earlier, that division is going to be really interesting to watch because it's not the Patriots division anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not. And the, the Dolphins, like I said, you have three first-round picks. You got, I believe they have... Inside the top one, the top one hundred, I believe they have like ten picks or something like that. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of draft picks, so they can add. And I expect, I do expect them to move because that's too many draft picks to draft the actual draft players. It's they're going to move yeah. around. Yeah. They're going to jostle. They're going to move. They may move some picks to to get more picks for next year to continue mm-hmm. building their roster. They are on the up and up. Get your quarterback. I'm gonna say this. I'm probably going to end up tweeting it anyway because it was it hit my mind earlier. Stay away from, to me, I go after Tua. I'm not going after Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is has a Josh Allen arm with an Alex mm. Smith mind. He is mm. a check down king. You don't want a guy with a big arm that's only going to throw five-yard passes. That's not what you want. So if right. he's not comfortable throwing down the field with the playmakers you have, you want a guy like Tua or, or Jordan Love that if you want mm-hmm. to give, have them sit behind Fitzpatrick, you can do that. And not mm-hmm. even just that. With that set, you have three first-round picks. You can grab your quarterback. You can get DeAndre Swift to give yourself your franchise running back for the next five to six years, as well as if you want to go and add one more piece to your offensive line or add another a young receiver as well. Think about it. If I, I would say this dream scenario for them after going full defense in the offseason, you get Tua. <clears throat> if Tua's at five, you get Tua at five. At, I think they're at 18 or something like that. You take, I would take Henry Ruggs, and then I would go and I would grab with my last, uh, with the pick 20-something, I can't remember which, which pick it is, but it's in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. would go after uh, DeAndre Swift. So I have Tua coming into my offense with Preston Williams, with, with, with Devontae Parker, with, um, oh, I forget the young tight end's name, but he, he I think he's going to be, he's going to be a problem. Mike Gusecki. Yeah, Mike Gusecki. And you, mm-hmm. you trot out there and you, you add DeAndre Swift, Tua Tungavailoa, and Henry Ruggs. Now you can legit say, hey, this is our division to lose because mm-hmm. we are too talented not to win this division. Simple mm-hmm. as that. I, mm-hmm. I truly believe that's, that's, the, that's the dream scenario. But that, that's just what, what I would do with those three picks if I was them. I would get three legit playmakers on offense. <clears throat> Yeah. Now you have now you have the offense that can probably score twenty eight points a game. Exactly. And your defense, hey guys, hold them under twenty. That's all we all need. Right. Hold them exactly. Under 20. That's what that's what we paying them for. Mm-hmm. Like you pay you pay that much money for that secondary. Keep they, be, they, they got to keep shutting you under everything 20. down. Exactly. <laughs> you paying both your corners fifteen million dollars a year. Y'all you better better, be y'all better keep us. Down, baby. That's mm-hmm. thing Nobody about. better score thirty. Listen, man. Mm-hmm. So let's let's jump. There's, sticking with the draft. Shannon got the list of the top 15 running backs. We're going to start at the top. I'm going to let Shannon read it off. And, guys, pretty much all we're going to do is Shannon's going to read the the, uh, the names to us, and then me and Eugene are going to pretty much tell you the best fit, in our in our opinion, for these running backs. Okay. 
So the first is DeAndre Swift from Georgia. You want to go? You what do you think, Damien? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll go. Um, for me, I'm sticking with what I just said. The Miami Dolphins. If mm-hmm. they get Tua. If they go after Tua, I say Miami Dolphins. I think it's a great situation for him. Um, he stays in the South. You know, he played, you know, playing at Georgia. He's yeah. still in the warm weather. He's used to it. And I'll tell you right now, it's one thing to go from, from that hot, 100 degree weather to hey I'm playing in Denver and it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a whole different Man. this is a whole different ball game or well, I'm playing yeah. in Baltimore it's it's different you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's, I think that's probably the the best fit for him because he's going to be used like he is legit going to get his touches because they don't have a running back there that can mm-hmm. challenge him for carries or receptions mm-hmm. Kalen mm-hmm. Belage I've said yeah. it before I'll say it again. <laughs> Is trash. Um, it is what it is. So I think you know having him there, he's going. I could see him being that fifty catch guy with tw- with eleven hundred yards rushing, five you know four to six hundred yards receiving. He will be able to truly make his mark on that offense if he goes to Miami. Caveat with Tua. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I say yeah. I say the Dolphins too. Um, because you don't know who their quarterback is going to be, whether it's a young quarterback or whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're not going to be dominant right off the bat. So they're going to need that check down. They're going to need that guy in the flat to throw the ball to when they need to get rid of the ball. And Swift can do that. And on on top of that, he's he's a dynamic runner. He's going to get you those. He's going, you're going to do a regular, uh, a regular eye formation of the play on first and 10, and you're going to expect to get like three yards. If they if they block that thing right, he's going to turn that three yard run into a thirteen yard run, and he might even take it to the house. That's the type of dynamic that he brings to the offense. Like every time you give him the ball, he's a threat to score, whether it's in space or whether it's handing the ball off to him. And you know, I mean, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm just in the mode of collecting weapons. I just need weapons to score. I'm building my team, and I need building blocks. And Swift is is an excellent building block. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, Eugene? What do you think about him? Uh, I would stick him on the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way uh, the way they run their offense, the the uh, how much they move their linemen in their run game, how much they disguise their run plays. It's 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 a lot of window dressing and it's a lot of misdirection, but it makes it so easy for the running back because he sees the whole and he hits the hole. It makes it easy for the running back to see which hole to get to, and that's perfect for Jonathan Taylor because he's that type of running back, see the hole, get through the hole. Run, mm-hmm. He's running in the straight line, getting in the head of steam. He's breaking tackles, and he's got the sprinter speed to take it to the distance. That would make that would make uh, the 49ers a very lethal team. What do you think, Damien? I, I, I like that a lot. Uh, for me, man, oh, man, the best fit. For Jonathan Taylor, I, I honestly would say, just because I'm greedy, I, I would legitimately say the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. With, with, with like like Shannon said earlier, with a team with an offense that's so high powered, they can score at the drop of a dime. Think about them going up; they, they're up 14 points with eight minutes left. They can they 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 don't have a back, and I know a lot of people believe in Damian Williams. <laughs> I'm gonna say it right now. I don't. Um, yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Damian Williams is not the back that you can give the ball to. 
We see, we've seen what Derrick Henry can do. We've seen Adrian Peterson. We've seen Sonny Michelle with the Patriots in 20, 2018 when mm-hmm. we won the Super Bowl. Drain that clock. Run the clock. You know, and, and control the clock. Control the game. The, the Chiefs don't have that. Mahomes has to pass the ball 40 times a game. But you give him Tomlinson Taylor, six foot one, six six foot six foot one, two hundred and twenty five pounds, four three nine in the forty. He is a legit track star, a sprinter, and and to me he reminds me a lot of Ezekiel Elliott. So you block it right, you give him those lanes, and he has the ability to just hit it. And that offense is going to be really hard to contain the Chiefs with a running back that can control the clock for him. Mm-hmm. And what about J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State, Damian? What do you think? J.K. Dobbins, I, I love J.K. Dobbins. Um, uh-huh. and, and I love J.K. Dobbins a lot. That that is one of my favorite players in this draft. J.K. Dobbins for me, I would love to see him. Oh, God, I would love to see him in Pittsburgh. I'm not gonna lie. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would love to see J.K. Dobbins in Pittsburgh. What, we always talk about, you know, some like I, whenever I would look at players, I was like, man, if he's drafted and they're, they're drafted by the Ravens, I'm like, they fit, that's a fit, that's perfect. He fits that that entire culture. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram fits that culture. Like it's it, it that's what the type of fit you want, not just an on field fit, but a culture fit. The Steel City, Pittsburgh, is a hard hat city. You know, just blue collar hard workers. That is J.K. Dobbins. He epitomizes that. He's a speed guy. He's he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He has the wiggle and elusiveness. But the same, the one thing he also has, he's a he's a bowling ball. That low center of gravity frame. He can run you over. He will set the tone. He will stiff arm you into the ground if he has to. They need that. We've seen what that offense looked like with Big Ben and A.B. and Juju and mm-hmm. Lev Bell. We've seen that. Last the year. Achievers, the underachievers. The underachievers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Shots. <laughs> Shots. <laughs> I wasn't even going to do that today. But, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, we've seen. Yes, they underachieved, definitely. But we've seen it, right? Now, last year, James Conner and, 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 and Benny Snell and those guys, it just it did not work out. Work. Nothing worked for that. So, for me, I say you go ahead and give the reins of your offense. Give it to J.K. Dobbins from the, in that backfield. And, and with Big Ben hopefully back and hopefully healthy for them, they can make some noise, I believe, if you get a talented back back there. So, I say J.K. Dobbins to the Steelers. I say uh, the Saints. Mm. You got uh, I got I got somebody you, else for the Saints, but I like that. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I would say I said because the Saints they work better uh in a dual back system, and with with JK you got somebody that you can pound the ball with, and that's that's just not uh I forget what his name is. That's just not what's he calling the game. Kamara, he's Kamar. better. Yeah, Kamara. It's not Kamara's game. He's better off, you know. In the slot, in in the in the passing game, mm-hmm. you run him stretch plays to the outside, but you got both him and J.K. on the field at the same time. You're gonna have a hard time defending that because J.K. Dobbins he has power, but he also has speed. He also has breakaway speed. Mm-hmm. So you put that in the Saints' offense with a good offensive line and weapons on the outside, 
he would he would he would be a serious problem in that offense. Hmm. I like that. Okay, Eugene, what do you think about Clyde Edwards Hilaire? I think that's how you pronounce mm-hmm. it from LSU. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh take him right to uh Tampa Bay. Uh mm. Tom likes Tom likes checking down to his running backs. Tom likes using his running backs as receivers. That's right up uh, Edwards Hilaire uh, alley. They already got Ronald Jones there. That he he's he quietly had a decent season, but yeah. he probably he's another guy that works in tandem. And Edwards Hilaire can do so much for you. And and Tom, you know Tom Tom's looking to get rid of that ball quick. He's not going to hold on to the ball. And Edwards Hilaire can get open really fast. Mm-hmm. He would he, he probably would he would probably. To probably have more receiving yards than rushing is his early years in Tampa Bay if he went there. Hmm. Damien, I I'm, I love that actually, but I'm going to mm-hmm. go Jacksonville Jaguars, and mm-hmm. and, the, and the reason why I say Jacksonville, <clears throat> Jacksonville is trying to rebuild, and you have Leonard Fournette who hasn't stayed healthy in his career, but mm-hmm. when but you didn't have a viable backup. Now, granted, they did. Uh, they have um, Armstead, or I, I forget the young kid's name, uh, from Temple um, that they drafted last year uh, as kind of that, as that other oh, power uh, back. Rock, yeah, Rockwell, Rockwell Armstead. Rockwell Armstead. But what I look at it is with, with, with Gardner Minshew and you kind of, you know, get, getting a more spread out offense with him, I say you bring in Clyde Aris Hilaire and you have yourself a two-back system. Clyde Aris Hilaire, you can move him. C-E-H is what we call him. You can move him all over the formation, in the slot, in bunch, out wide. You get him matched up on those on those linebackers and even possibly some safeties, it's going to cause some problems. So I think, and I think that will honestly help Leonard Fournette as well. But then at the same time, if Leonard Fournette goes down with another injury or mm-hmm. it just isn't productive, guess what? You got yourself a number one running back. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you think about Cam Akers or Akers from Florida State? Mm. Yeah, Cam is—he's more the same. He's just—he's similar to uh, J.K. Dobbins, and he—he's another guy you can put him anywhere because he's—he's that good. Um, I would say got got like him. I stick him on the Rams. They need. Uh, they need another running back to replace Todd Gurley. And Cam Akers is—he can do it all. He can do it all. He can. He's going to give you the power game. He's going to give you the uh, the receiving. They. He can't. He's coming from a, a terrible team in, on at Florida oh, State. God, they didn't yeah. know how to mm. use him correctly. Mm. Um, but he put him. Put him with Sean, Sean McVay. He's going to be. He's going to be excellent. He. You put him on the Rams. He'll turn that whole. You turn that whole offense around. Yeah. Damian, yeah. hey, what do you? Um, I say ship him down to Atlanta. Sit him, you know, have a two-headed monster with him and Todd Gurley. Todd yeah. Gurley could teach him the lay of the land, teach him how to be a pro. But he has that physical. He has a he has a strong upper body. He can he can fight off tacklers. He has the quick feet, as we saw in the combine, Eugene, with the uh, Deuce Daly drill. He yeah. ran perfectly with the quick, and explosive feet, and he has that four-four uh, speed where he can take it the distance. And he can mm-hmm. catch football, football out of the backfield. Um, you know, just add more juice to that offense. Just in case that defense is a little weary, you got enough playmakers. You know, and like I said, at the end of the day, just like with, with, with my uh, Jacksonville scenario, if Todd Gurley does not return the form, if Todd Gurley's knee is really that bad, then you have yourself your running back for the future. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, Damian, what do you think about Zach Moss from Utah? Get, send Zach Moss to New Orleans. 
Zach Moss mm. is a hammer. And we, mm-hmm. we've seen the best of Alvin Kamara with a hammer like Mark Ingram. A guy yep. that can come in, set the tone on those early downs, a guy that he can share the field with while they line him up at receiver, line him up all over the formation, run different uh, type of reads for him, and just allow him to be a... Because for me, Alvin Kamara isn't a... He isn't a full-time running back. He's just a, he's an OW. He's an offensive weapon. Get a mm-hmm. hammer in there that can soften up that defense, and then you change gears with Alvin Kamara. I think you have the best. That's that's the best way, because right now that offense has a lot of talent, but they missed that hammer. They missed that strong interior running game. Zach Moss is that guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you think, Eugene? I would uh I would send him to Philly. Mm. Um. Like what they uh what they want to do in Philly, they want you know they want a number one all around guy. They also want a power guy like uh, like Doug Peterson, like having Legarrette Blunt when he had him. And uh, pretty much the Eagles' running back depth chart is one deep right now. It's Miles Sanders and a bunch mm. of other guys. That's it. So with Zach Moss, he brings that power to the running game. Like 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 Damian said, he's a hammer. So mm-hmm. and sometimes you need you need that you need that hammer to back up the guy that does all the dynamic stuff for you. So uh, he would be an uh, excellent fit in Philly. And Eugene, what do you think about, is it Eno Benjamin from Arizona State? Yeah, Eno, Eno Benjamin, Eno? yeah. Eno ben- yeah. yeah. Benjamin. He is, he, he's, a, he's another one of those uh, dynamic guys. He, he's, he makes you miss in space, has good contact balance. He's a, uh, he's a decent receiver out of mm-hmm. the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I would stick him Oh, I was thinking with the Giants. Mm. Uh, backing up uh, Saquon. Saquon. Yeah, when you want to give Saquon a breather, he can take some carries there. And the thing about about that, he can play along with Saquon because they're both threats in the receiving game. You put them both in the backfield together. Front seven don't know who to cover. Mm-hmm. He's he's just he's just like you know he's one of those scat backs you put in on third down. He's going to get you a first down. And he's going to get you a little bit of yards after the catch. Hmm. Damien, what do you think? I'm actually going to Tennessee. Um, mm. you, you put him over there with De- with Derrick Henry, and then you allow him to spell Derrick Henry on those, especially on those third downs. You can take Henry off the field, um, and, and it also a- it adds more, kind of expands that offense. Um, you can use him kind of in the Alvin Kamara role because he mm. he is more he, he's He's explosive and he, he's he's elusive. He's shifty, but he can catch the ball out of the backfield very well. Um, and he runs good routes out of the backfield as well. So I would love to see him be paired with a power back and be the lightning to that thunder. Because um, mm-hmm. remember, the Titans lost uh, Deion Lewis, who signed with the Giants, and, and so now you put him in Deion Lewis's role, but just give him the snaps, put him in the mm-hmm. game, and now you have a young guy who can go out there and make plays. Use him as a matchup against linebackers. And, and it caused havoc for defenses. Okay. And, Damian, what do you think about Anthony McFarlane from Maryland? My, that is one of my favorite mm-hmm. running backs in this class, man. I love this kid. I would love to see him. Man, honestly, I would love to see him stay home. I would love to see him stay home mm-hmm. in Baltimore. Stay mm-hmm. in Maryland. Put him in that backfield. So that, that, I know you guys have Justice Hill, but I'm going I'm to tell you why I think this is a, a, a better fit. Anthony McFarlane not only has the 4-4 speed, but he has the power to go with it. When yeah. you watch him on film, he – one thing that when I, wrote, when I was jotting down my notes is leg drive. He will drive his legs. He will punish mm-hmm. the defender if he has to. 
And mm-hmm. then once he does that, then he kicks into the speed and he takes it the extra 40 yards after breaking the tackle. So, and that's somebody with, with uh, LJ Action Jackson in the, back, in the backfield with him. I think you could have for your future. I know you guys got Gus Edwards. I honestly mm-hmm. say let Gus eventually go. Once Mark Ingram walks off and, and you know, after mm-hmm. his deal, you have yourself two of the most explosive and fast and quick running backs in the league with the most explosive runner in football and mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position. I think that just creates so many problems for defenses. Hmm. Eugene, what do yeah. you think? I'll throw him down in in Washington. Um, you got questions at the quarterback position, so you know what that means. They're going to lean on the running game. And you got Darius Geis, who's uh, uh, injury, who's got injury concerns, to mm-hmm. say the least. Yes. And you got Adrian Peterson, who's 57 years old, so how long <laughs> can he do it? So you got you – got, at, at the at the very least, he works in tandem with Darius Geis as the lightning to Geis's thunder. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, which as Damian put it, the kid's got big legs. He can run with power as well. Like, he's like he's short, but he he's got he's got real power. And and if all else fails, if guys can't stay healthy, you got a legit number one uh, running back in, in McFarland because mm-hmm. that kid is a player. He is a real player. He's everybody's going to look at him and say, oh, he's a scat back because he's smaller. He's he's a he's he's short, but he's a legit like between two hundred and two hundred and ten pounds, and mm-hmm. he's got home run speed. So he you, I mean, if you got a real good running back, then you put him in tandem. But mm-hmm. I got no problem making him my number one guy. Hmm. Okay, and what do you think about Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt, Eugene? Keyshawn Vaughn, I say, let's see, where would I stick him? I would stick him. He he he's another guy. He's a little he's a little stiff when he runs, but he can break the long one. Um, he's probably a backup at best. Uh, I yeah. I think it'll take him a year to uh, become the guy if he is going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking I'm looking at somebody that already has an established uh, running back. Say like I say maybe like New England. I mean, not New England. I'm sorry. Uh, New York Jets. So they already got Le'Veon, but yeah, I mean, you best best suited using moving Le'Veon around. Uh, mm-hmm. Let him do what he does best, and Le'Veon ain't the Le'Veon that we all know anymore. Anyway, so you you might need somebody that's going to spell him sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this guy, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a solid player. He's just a solid player. You're going to give him a couple of carries. He's going to get you positive yards all the time. He can he can break a, a long one here and there. He can, he can get you some uh, action in the screen game. But yeah, he's just he's a solid backup running back. So I mean, I throw him on the Jets. They need more weapons. They need somebody to go along with uh, with uh, Sam Darnold and Le'Veon. So I think he'd be a good fit on the Jets. Damian, what do you think? Um, I'll actually I'm looking at two different teams here. I actually like the I like that Jets one though. I do, but I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go Arizona. Um, <clears throat> Kenyon Drake is going to be the, the number one running back, but just to give that extra look, I would put him on the, uh, behind Kenyon Drake, and then you bring them both out with Kyler Murray in the backfield. But he can also spell Kenyon Drake. He, he He's 214, 215 pounds. He can run with power. Like I said, he's a little stiff, but he can hit the home run ball when uh, <laughs> when needed. So he, he's, a, like I said, he's a solid player. He's a backup 
in my opinion as well. So I would mm-hmm. have him back up Kenyon Drake in Arizona. Okay. And I think this name is LaMichael Perrine from Florida. Oh, Michael mm-hmm. P. Ryan. What do you think about him, Damian? I would actually, <clears throat> I would go to the Rams. Um, you know, right now, I think, you know, the Rams do have, they have Daryl Henderson, a uh, young back that they drafted last year out of Memphis. I would go with another young back. Um, and, and, and Michael P. Ryan, he like, similar to Keyshawn Vaughn, I think Michael P. Ryan is simply a backup, a solid guy. You know, he's not a guy that's going to, you know, take over an offense right now. Um, mm-hmm. may, he kind of reminds me maybe like a Peyton Barber who also just the, the Redskins have about six running backs, but, um, you know, he's kind of like that in a way he's got some quickness to him. He's got some power. He's got some speed. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He, he could be a solid guy. And if your starter needs to be spelled or goes down, he can come in the field adequately. So that's what I look at for him. I think the Rams is a backup. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Eugene? I say the Chiefs. As a backup as well, like he's he's one of those guys. He's a jack of all trades, master of none. He runs pretty well. He's got some got some burst to him. He's a little shifty. He's all right in the passing game. Um, and Andy Reid loves guys that can do a little bit of everything. So whenever he he wants to spell Damian Williams, he can uh, Andy Reid can put him in the offense, and you won't miss a beat. You can run the same stuff with him. Uh, you know, you can run him out in the screens. He's a decent receiver and all of that. And I mean, he's got a little bit of power too. I, I actually like he run a little bit. He's yeah. he's a typical rotation guy. So you throw you throw him in an offense that has a whole a whole lot of weapons, and you don't expect him to do much. He's gonna he's gonna shine. Mm-hmm. And Eugene, what do you think about Antonio Gibson from Memphis? Oh, I like him. I like him. I like him. He is now. See, thing with him is. You, he he would be best. He would be best going to an offensive coordinator that's creative enough to use him because he plays wide receiver and he plays running back. Mm-hmm. So you want somebody like a Sean Payton that's that's going to use him to his skill set, like a Sean Payton or maybe even a Doug Peterson because he likes to do that too. But I say, all right, say say throw him uh, with into the Saints with Sean Payton. He could do a lot of the same things that Alvin Kamara does. But having two guys that do that is better than having one. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you can you can put him in the backfield. You can put him in the slot where he actually does run decent routes as an actual slot receiver. And he's and he get, he's got a little bit of power in the running game as well. He's not a, he's not a little dude. No. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I'll say you got, say somebody like the Saints or say any type of offensive coordinator that's created enough to use him uh, the way that he's uh, capable of being used. Okay. And what about you, Damian? What do you think? So I was waiting on this name because he's going to Tampa. He's going with Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> he's going right with Tom Brady. Six foot, 228. He runs a 4-3 in the 40. 4-3-8, mm-hmm. 4-3-9, somewhere in there. But mm-hmm. he's he's a versatile player. Just like Eugene said, um, I don't have to really repeat it. But this is a guy that I like. So this is what you take when you put James White's receiving skills in Sonny Michelle's body. So mm-hmm. you put you compare you put them two into one player and you have an Antonio Gibson type of guy like you mm. said like Alvin Kamara but Alvin Kamara isn't built like that he's not built like you you see Antonio Gibson this is a strong dude he like I said six yep. almost two thirty and he mm-hmm. runs so fast and he's and he's good in open field he catches the football with Tom Brady at the quarterback position like I said having Rojo back there I truly believe that Antonio Gibson can come in and take that starting job 
and become mm. a PPR machine in yep. fantasy with Tom Brady. Hmm. And Damian, what do you think about AJ Dillon from oh. Boston College? AJ, so AJ Dillon, I would put him in Carolina behind Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. So I, I, when I thought about this at first, I was like, man, for a team, I was thinking about the Tennessee Titans because Tennessee's only uh, franchise in Derrick Henry. He's kind of similar, big, physical, strong, straight line speed, that type of thing. But I look at Carolina, and I think one thing that you're going to have to do with Teddy Bridgewater is give him that run game. And, and you want to spell. If you really want to get the best out of McCaffrey and keep that going for the next three years, spell this young man. I know uh-huh. it, 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 I know fantasy owners don't want to hear it. Dear God, I wouldn't have wanted to hear it last year because he was my guy. <laughs> but still, you gotta you gotta like limit him a little bit. They are giving him too much carries, too many uh-huh. touches. He's taking too many hits. But this guy, AJ Dillon, think about it. You get into those situations, those those three uh, third and threes, third and one. You know those short short yardage uh, situations and in goal line. But at the same time, similar to Alvin Kamara. See, because last year, Christian McCaffrey became a full-time running back, something Alvin Kamara physically wasn't able to withstand. You can mm-hmm. then flip him, flip Christian McCaffrey into the Alvin Kamara role on time, at times, and while you're sitting there in shotgun with A.J. Dillon back there, you put Christian McCaffrey in the slot against safeties and linebackers. Now you have yourself a dangerous offense for real. Hmm. Eugene, what do you think? Um, send him to Pittsburgh. Bring back the old school Pittsburgh offense. The bus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I ain't want to be smart and call AJ Dillon the short bus, but you know oh, what I mean. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Just like, you know, a, a poor man's bus or something the like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A paratransit or something like that. But, <laughs> but he is he's six feet, almost 250 pounds. Running four or five. Runs a four or five. This kid is a low. Mm-hmm. And I, you just give him the ball. Just let him knock some people over. Because mm-hmm. he's going he's go, he's going to get you, I mean, he's going to get you five yards just by just by running forward. It's going to take two guys to bring him down and let him get ahead of speed. They, who's going to want to tackle him in the fourth quarter? Mm-hmm. Nobody. So, yeah, I say just put him in Pittsburgh somewhere no, where you know they go. Well, no. Not if you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the best place for. Yeah, I mean, uh, he 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 can take the games off when he when he plays Baltimore. <laughs> but yeah, put him. But yeah, put him in Pittsburgh. Let him let him just sit there and run the ball. I have him spell James Conner, and and he and he can he can catch the ball a little bit out of the backfield enough to be respectable. But just send him somewhere where they're going to commit to a running game. They're going to allow him to be that guy. Because don't expect him to come out here and be, you know, Darren Sproles running around catching passes. Oh, that's not his game. Mm-hmm. Take him to a team that's going to that's that's invested in pounding the football and let the man do what he does best. Right. So Eugene, what do you think about Joshua Kelly from UCLA? Oh, I like him a lot too. I like him a lot. He's a guy I had I had pegged for Philly as well as a backup because he's about six feet two nineteen, mm-hmm. and he moves like a, a much smaller person. He's got that. He's got the. He's got the hips. He's got that shimmy. He makes guys miss. He's got mm-hmm. decent breakaway speed. He showed at the Senior Bowl that he's a decent receiver out of the backfield. Um, I had him as a backup 
uh, in Philly, or you can send him to Tampa Bay. He probably would beat beat out Rojo for that starting job as well. I mean, either one of those because he's a he's one of those guys. He you can, he can do it all. He he's he's a dual threat, so he really fits in anywhere. But mm-hmm. best case scenario, you send him to Tampa Bay. He he probably uh, he's probably a starter by year two. Hmm. What do you think, Damian? I, I'm a fan of this kid as well. I would actually send him to uh, the Chargers. I would send Josh Kelly to the mm. Chargers. Uh, like I said, he with his size and his frame, at, um, what was he, like 5'11", 212, almost 215, you mm-hmm. need putting him in that backfield with either Cam Newton, hopefully, or, or um, T-Mobile. But having Austin Eckler, he needs a guy also similar to Kamara. He needs a guy that can kind of lighten the load. Pound the rock, and Joshua Kelly can do that and take the top off of the defense. I think that's a move. Hmm. So, Damian, what do you think about Darrington Evans from Alapachian State? Mm. Oh, Appalachian, Appalachian uh? State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't I, know, said... I don't know. I was looking at them like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, for me, I would take him because he's a, he could be a special teams ace as well. I would take Darrington Evans and I'll put him with Josh Jacobs. In um, Las Vegas, I want to say I almost said Oakland again. Las Vegas mm-hmm. with the with the Raiders, because um, I think he could be a weapon also out of the backfield. But you can use him. He's he's fast and he can run the ball well. You know what I'm saying? So I think he he could be one of those late round guys that could truly have an impact. You look at Raheem Mostert um, mm-hmm. from with San Fran. This you know I, I definitely think this is a guy with his speed and his athleticism. And I, I believe he averaged like 27 yards per return yep. in college. Mm-hmm. That's too that, that's too juicy for me to give up. Hmm. What do yeah. you think, Eugene? I I put him in uh, Miami. Um, mm-hmm. He's a guy you can you know like he, you can move him around. You can do him use him on uh, kick returns. He is he's a breakaway threat. He he's a fast guy. He's mm-hmm. uh he's got he he's he's got decent size. He's a little skinny around the legs and the hip area. But that'll come in a uh, off-season weight program. But the Dolphins got Jordan Howard, but Jordan Howard is one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna run him. The, he's a 20, 20 carries, hundred yards guy. That's it. You're not he's not gonna give you anything in the passing game. He's not a threat in the passing game. So you're gonna need somebody else for that. You can use Darrington Evans for that as well as if you not if he's not getting a whole lot of carries in the offense, you can use him on special teams, on kick returns, on punt returns, because mm-hmm. you gotta put that speed to use. So right. he's a guy that you can move around uh year one, put him in different spots and he can be a weapon for you. Mm-hmm. And the last guy we're gonna talk about tonight will be Reggie Corbin from Illinois. Eugene, what do you think will be a good fit? Ah, Reggie Corbin, little fast guy. Mm-hmm. Um, any offense can use a little fast guy. Right. Uh, I would say, <laughs> I would say, um, some somewhere like uh, the Lions. I guess Carryon Johnson is their main guy if he can stay healthy. Um, but you know Matthew, Matthew Stafford could always use a, a, another weapon, a check down weapon, and you know you get him out in the slot, get him out in the screen game. He's a change of pace type dude, and get him on uh get him on punt returns too. Like yeah, little little fast guys is is, is where it's at. Is where it's at. Everybody could use one. And Damian, what do you think? I actually, yeah, I'm sticking right with the Lions. Um, you know, Karon Johnson is also injury prone, um, mm-hmm. so you, you need somebody that can at least you know handle some of the load, uh, kind of like lighten his load, take some carries and touches from him. 
and get and also both of them are talented guys in kind of catching the football in the backfield, so they could share the field at the same time and mm-hmm. give Matthew Stafford that those two outlets whenever the defense is trying to load up downfield and take mm-hmm. away Marvin Jones and um and hopefully T.J. Hawkinson this year at the tight end as well as Big Kenny Galladay. Now mm-hmm. you have two you have two running backs that can catch the ball underneath and make something happen with it. So I think that's a good move in, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's all fifteen, I believe. It is mm-hmm. all right, guys. So that that was a nice show there. That was, that was a lot of fun actually going through those those running backs and um and, and kind of going team fit. Next week maybe we do receivers. We had receivers oh, uh, to do the top because this listen. I mean receivers we can go all night on, but we can go um, twenty deep. Right, exactly. Their receiver group is is ridiculous, man. I it, it, I'm excited about the receiver class. Um, I actually mm-hmm. will have a uh, – of course, anybody that doesn't follow me on Twitter, DP underscore NFL, I will have another player thread of Van Jefferson from Florida mm. dropping a couple clips out there that I uh, – from watching this film. I'm, You know, I'm, I like the kid. I like what he brings to the table. But as always, mm-hmm. guys, I mean, listen, we continue to bring you the, the best content that we can. Continue to support us and show us as much love. Hit us up on, on, uh, on Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. Comment, like, share, all of it, subscribe um, so that we can make sure to continue to give you all of the love we got. We're going to keep bringing you shots. We're going to take shots now. That's just what's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? We're not, Guys listen, need we're shots not industry. Yeah, exactly. We, we are not the industry, so we mm-hmm. don't have to talk. No. We don't have to be nice about what? nothing that we say. No. Right? No. <laughs> we run our own thing here. So mm-hmm. we will. Call a player Black trash owned. if they're trash. Black <laughs> owned. We will call a player trash if they're trash. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll just call it like we see it. It just is Laquan. what it is. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, I, almost, I, I almost said juju by accident, but it wasn't oh, going to you, be an accident. You can, say, you can say that. It wasn't going to be an accident. Uh, juju fans going to get y'all. Hey, listen. Hey, where was juju at last year? <laughs> That's the only thing I'm going to say is where was juju? Absent. <laughs> Juju the friendly ghost was absent. <laughs> um, so I'm just saying you thought life was sweet without A B. We saw how that went. <laughs> we saw how that went, buddy boy. You thought life was sweet. <laughs> he thought life was sweet without Antonio Brown. Okay. <laughs> when you're not running against linebackers and safeties every game, you yeah, you saw how different that was. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna keep mm. going though. I'm gonna stop there. Oh no! You want a church name? I'm gonna stop there, guys. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna do that to Juju. He's a nice kid. He's a nice kid. Um, mm-hmm. He took a he took a young man to prom. He's a nice kid. Um, <laughs> 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 it's the worst. <laughs> Yeah, at that, on that note, I am listen. It is almost. It's ten o'clock. I'm hitting my high petty level. I'm definitely gonna get off this podcast. Well, because this is. I'm gonna start saying stuff I got no business. But um, <laughs> but listen, guys. We thank y'all so much for supporting us. Continue to support us. We will be back every week, even through the draft and even after the draft. One thing that won't stop us is COVID-19. We will not stop, okay? We will not stop. We're coming through like a battering ram, baby. Not Miley Cyrus and that wrecking ball crap. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But listen, guys, as always, I'm Damian Parson. That's Eugene Holt and the lovely Shannon Finch. Y'all have a good night. Later.